hi and welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where I talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck and be more confident at 30. Today's episode is all about turning 30 and your 30 manuals. I'm actually really excited about my plan for the podcast for the next month because this episode is the first of a series of episodes where I'm going to be really diving into some coaching topics and theories that I use as part of my coaching program and I'm giving these to you in the podcast along with practical activities and practical tips that you can then take on board and use in your own time. So these are things that I usually use in my coaching program and are just for my clients and I've decided to start sharing them with all my podcast listeners. I am really excited about this and I want you to really take the practical homework that I'm going to give and the suggestions and go and do it and in this way you can start to coach yourself and start to make some changes. So in the episodes, I will tell you when I have an activity for you. Usually it's in the form of questions or prompts for journal, for your journal activity. And what you can do is you can pause the podcast and grab your phone and write the questions down or even write the answers down. Or if you're walking or driving or something, then just come back to it later. But the aim really is, is that you can take some of the concepts that I'm teaching in the episode and use them to start to facilitate some change. And the reason I selected the 30 manuals as my first topic is because it really is a core concept of what I coach on and of my business and my niche. And you probably have heard me talking about it if you've listened to any other podcast before, or if you've been following me in my content, you'll hear me mention it from time to time but I've never really given a full-blown deep explanation of what it is and that's really what this episode is going to do and it's something that's really really close to my heart because it's actually one of the first original concepts that I came up with as a coach. I'm yet to patent it maybe one day but this is something I've developed myself that is very unique to the Turning 30 coaching brand and myself as the Turning 30 coach. So let's get started. What is a Turning 30 manual? In short, the Turning 30 manual is an instruction manual that we have for how our lives are supposed to look by the time we're turning 30. I'm going to really dig down into specifically why 30 and how this shows up as we're turning 30, but to give some context, I wanted to talk about the concept of instruction manuals and what I mean by this. So in my coaching, I talk about how we can have manuals for different things. And we see this most often. And the best example of having a manual where we can really see it playing out in real life is the instruction manual that we have for how we expect our relationships with other people to be and how we expect others to act. So if you're in a partnership or have ever been in a partnership and you know that feeling when you expect your partner to do the dishes or make the bed or to call you at a certain time or to send you a message good night whatever it is the expectations that you have of that other person that's because somewhere unwritten in your probably in your subconscious you have an instruction manual for how you believe the other person should be behaving and then what happens is when they don't behave that way you think, ah, they're doing something wrong, they're not 
complying with the instruction manual that I've written them and that failed expectation means that they've done you wrong and then you're not happy. If you're nodding along when you listen to this and thinking of you know, either a romantic relationship or a family member or a close friend or someone who's coming to mind when I'm speaking about having instruction manuals for other people, it's completely normal. I think we all do it. We all expect others to behave a certain way. And lots of people have manuals for us. They think that we should behave a certain way. And when we don't, it means that we're doing something wrong or the other person gets frustrated at us and vice versa. And actually what I've come to discover is that we can have manuals for all different types of situations. These are the set rules that we have in our head for how something should be. And I have clients who I spot all the time, I say, I can see there that you have a manual for how this situation is supposed to be playing out. I see it mostly with careers. People expect the instruction manual of your career is that you're supposed to get the good job straight out of university and get a good paycheck and then get the promotion and move up in the ranks and all of the things. When it comes to other things, we can have a manual, for example, I have a client and we had a call last week talking about how she had a manual for her breakup. Her breakup was supposed to go a certain way and follow a set of rules. And when it didn't happen that way, because we're humans and not everything can go exactly according to the plan, she'd fallen outside of her breakup manual and was therefore not feeling great because she was falling below her expectations of what the breakup should look like and how she should behave. So that's just a context of how manuals can show up in all areas of our lives. And like I said, I think that the most obvious way that we see manuals playing out is when we try to control another person and when we set rules for them. And the turning 30 manual is the instruction manual that we have for how our lives are supposed to look when we turn 30. These are a set of rules that we think we need to have abided by or complied with at this age and then when we don't we feel that we've failed it's a set of expectations that we have created very much influenced by our surroundings which I'll talk about in a moment but they aren't real because we've created them our minds have created them their thoughts that we have about how our life should look at 30. And I came up with this concept when I first created my Turning 30 coaching program as I started to understand that so many people have these instruction manuals. And this actually came about just before I decided to really only coach people who were this age group. And before I chose this niche, I was doing general career coaching, helping people figure out their career paths and what they wanted to do next. And I would hear time and time again, I turn 30 next year and I need to have this figured out. I turned 30 last year, I'm such a failure, my career isn't what it's supposed to be by now. Or I'm 33 and I can't believe I'm coming into my mid-30s and I'm earning X amount. And the most popular one, which is, I just feel so left behind from all my friends at 30 because I haven't got the job that I wanted. And I'm very specifically talking about careers here because at this point in time, I I was coaching mostly on careers. And it just dawned on me how much pressure we put on ourselves at this age. And then I went back to my experience of turning 29 and I won't 
talk too much about my journey. I have a whole separate episode just about that. But when I turned 29, I really came into this place of wanting to get my shit together, in short. And when I got into that place, now I understand it was because I hadn't reached the manual that I'd set out for myself, didn't realize it at the time. And because I had these failed expectations, I was really pulled to making some big changes. This is an example of how the manual can be a great thing. And if you decide to do something with it, which I'll talk about when I give some practical tips of what to do to rewrite your manual. But this concept was developed and thought up because I realized how many people feel that when they have these failed expectations that they've actually fallen outside of the set of rules. So what can influence the manual? This can be far and wide. It's societal pressures, school, religion, family, culture, popular culture, all of the things really influence how our lives are supposed to look at 30. And these come from all around. Really, from a really young age, we are told, okay, but by the time you're 30, X, Y, and Z will happen. I think it happens genuinely as this far off, distant number. And then all of a sudden, when we get to that number, we realize, oh, why did we put so much pressure just on that one age? And what happens is, these messages are coming in from society all the time. I'm talking about Forbes 30 under 30 list. And you probably see things and posts on Instagram all the time saying, by the time you're 30, you have to do X, Y, and Z. And then probably an elder person in your family will have said to you, oh, you're going to be 30 soon. You know, time's ticking. Do you not want to have children? And then you see things on TV all the time. So we know that there are constantly messages all around us, but I do believe that at some point, these become internalized and they're solidified for us as our own expectations. And when we internalize these messages, we actually don't know, is this what others expect of me? Or is this what I expect of myself? And I know for certain that happened to me. I genuinely didn't know at the time, is this societal conditioning? Is this social expectations? Or is this a genuine expectation for me? There was just a blurred line. There was just no boundary at all. But the number is arbitrary because it's just a round figure and we just pinpoint 30 because it's just an easy age to say as a time to have a list of things to do, especially when it comes to having children. As women with biological clocks, we can't say, oh, you need to start thinking about having children at 40. But instead of saying 35, we say 30 because it's a round number. And I think our minds just love round numbers. And because of that, we write this manual so that at 30 we think okay I need to have done all these things and the thing that gets me the most about the turning 30 manuals is that they're an illusion and they're actually things that were dreamed up when we were in our early 20s sometimes in our late teens but I do think it's kind of around 22 23 maybe a bit younger that we start to be like okay I'm just going to put this off but by the time I'm 30 I'm going to do this. And I did that as well because I always said, oh, I'm going to come back and study psychology again. I'll just do it when I'm 30. So that was part of my instruction manual for myself was that at 30, I would retrain, do something else. So I hope that you're really starting to think about what your manuals are because I'm going to get you to do a task soon and write it down. But really just to summarize, it's a set of instructions that we write for ourselves. And I want you to imagine it's like, 
you know when you get your ikea new bookshelf or desk or whatever you've bought and there's a booklet in there with a set of instructions and it's got a step-by-step guide of how to put it together and you know there's four screws it goes in this hole which way to turn it with the allen key and everything and what happens is in our 20s we are trying to put all the pieces together and put the screws in the right way but then what happens life happens life happens we cannot always predict the twists and turns that are going to happen in our 20s we just don't know what's going to happen let's talk about what the most common instructions are in the turning 30 manuals that I see and really these are very very generalized and I do want to say that some people you might be listening and you might be like ah I don't have a manual great that's amazing it's not a good or a bad thing to have one because we can work through it and we can use it as an indicator of where we want to be but if you don't have one you probably have just really not succumbed to that social pressure or maybe you've been brought up in a in an environment where it 30 just wasn't a big deal. And and I I have friends that genuinely turn 30 and don't care. But obviously, as the turning 30 coach, what I see time and time again are repeated patterns of people having this turning 30 crisis and these feelings that probably you're having if you're listening to my podcast or if you follow me. So this really is a generalization. But I'd say the things that I see the most are this manual of having to be settled down. So that really means in a serious relationship, potentially it could be marriage for you if you thought you would be married by 30 or you wanted to be married by 30, potentially children if that was also a goal. In terms of finances, I think we also expect to be settled down in that way, financially stable, in a good career, in a job that we like that has security, potentially also job progression and other things as well, you know, having maybe bought a house on the way to buying a property a great group of friends a supportive family maybe for example you have something really specific that you said you would do by 30 maybe you said okay by 30 I would learn a new language or like me I'll retrain and become a psychologist every person will have probably similar areas but maybe specific things for them that's their manual and it also might be different I talk about this a lot but as somebody who got brought up in a community where 30 was actually even older in the eyes of the the community to do those things such as settle down and get the good job and get married, I felt these pressures at 26, 27. So it was even more emphasized for me at 30. Now I know that there's lots of other religions and cultures who also have that same pressure. And I also know there's lots of pockets of people who don't necessarily feel that pressure about having children at 30 but feel it very much about career or even vice versa so just wanted to really emphasize that it is different for each individual and here's the thing about manuals most of the time we genuinely don't even know that we have them they are subconscious until you're listening to this you maybe didn't know you had it and if when you're 25 somebody was to ask you oh do you have a a manual for how your life should look when you're turning 30, you probably would be like, "Mm, yeah, it's a distant future. Maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. And you probably will just be putting things off until the big 3-0. But at around 28, 29, that's when we're really staring down 
the face of 30 in the next year and that's when our manual is activated and that's why I see the most the most amount of uh, referrals that I get from people people coming to me is around that age 28 29 and they're like oh crap why haven't I done all this stuff by now exactly like I said what happened to me when I turned 29 but really what the manuals are are just a set of expectations and they really like I said, are an illusion. And when we don't meet them, we think that we failed. We really truly believe that we have done something wrong. And the problem is, is that our brain does that really annoying thing that it does. And it becomes super focused on the fact that we haven't got something, that negative bias that comes up. And it tells us that everyone else around us has actually followed that instruction manual perfectly. And there, everyone around us is living out their manuals perfectly. And this is when the comparison button gets pressed on our brain and we get tunnel vision. And what happens is because our brain loves to be right and doesn't like to be proven wrong, it goes out to prove this. So it goes out to find evidence of the fact that everyone else is doing the thing. So if you're feeling really bad with yourself that you're not engaged, for example, by the age of 30, no wonder you're going to open your Instagram and be like, everyone on my Instagram is getting engaged. If you're really disappointed with the fact that you haven't managed to buy a property by this age, you're probably going to be looking around at all your family and friends that are buying properties and being like, why is the whole world on the property ladder and I'm not? And essentially what our brain is doing is setting ourselves up for failure, setting our ourselves up to feel bad but as I was saying earlier we just can't know how our 20s will pan out we might think we're going to find the perfect job out of graduate after we graduate only to find out that we don't like it and we want to do something else we might meet the perfect person and at 23 say yes that's the person I'm gonna be married and have babies with and move out to the countryside by the time I'm 30 only to go through a heart-wrenching breakup at the age of 28 we might change locations, maybe out of choice, maybe a job, and this changes our plans completely. We also might make decisions that we are in control of, such as going traveling, moving away, doing lots of other things that affect the fact that we're not going to have the things that we thought by the time that we're 30, but our manuals haven't been updated. We haven't actually sat down with ourselves and said, okay, it's okay that I'm not going to be married by 30 because I've actually chosen to relocate somewhere else or I've decided actively that I don't want to focus on my love life right now because I'm focusing on my friendships and myself. And then all of a sudden at 30, we're like, why did I do that? Why did I do that? I see this all the time. And the bottom line really is, is that although some people's plans do work out and some people's manuals are met, majority of them don't. If most of us feel this way, then why does it still exist? It's a really good question. And I think the 30 and all the talk around 30 is one that will eventually change. I think it will take some time to change, but it is gradually changing. And I think hopefully it won't change too soon or I'll be out of a job. But I think in general, over time, people are coming to terms with the fact that 30 isn't old. And especially now that women have options at 30, that mean they really don't need to settle down. However, it's almost like our 
society hasn't caught up with that yet because you have to remember that the people who were our teachers, when I say our, I'm talking about our age group, you know, 20-something, 30-somethings now, the people who were our teachers, they were still in a society where it was normal to have one job from the age of 21 until retirement, where it was normal to get married in your very early 20s. And they're the people who've brought us up. And they're the people who are giving us this messaging. And they're still, these people are still our parents and our family friends and our teachers and our co-workers. So we have to remember that the change is going to come when we're the ones doing the educating and spreading the message. But until then, we're just a product of those above us and who have been giving us these messages all along. So now I really want to just move on to the second part of this episode and talk about how to deal with the manuals and where to go from here. So if you've uncovered that you have one, don't worry, it's completely normal. Like I said, a majority of us do. And actually in my coaching program, I work with my clients to overcome these failed expectations and shift the focus completely onto themselves because really living life without a strict instruction manual for how your life should look for any part of your life whether that's for turning 30 for relationships with other people for how you should act and how other people should act is just so much better and once you start to drop the manuals then you'll realize how freeing it is to live outside of them. So I'm going to give some practical tips and I've actually come up with four stages of how to rewrite your manual. I was going to say how to rip your manual up and throw it away, but I'm going to say rewrite it and you'll see why when we get to step number four. But this is the point where I'm going to get you to start asking yourself some questions. So this is the prompt for getting out that pen and paper or your phone notes and get ready to do some self-coaching. So step number one is usually what step number one always is when it comes to coaching, awareness. The first step to changing your Turning 30 manual is to just become aware that you have one in the first place. So it's really just admitting it. And you can do this by asking questions like, where did I genuinely think I would be right now? What did I expect my life to look like? And where did these expectations come from? answer these questions and write your instruction manual out for what you thought your life would look like at 30. Step number two is reflection. And that's really taking this manual, the new found awareness that you have that you even have a manual, taking it and asking yourself some questions about it. So here are some of the questions you can ask. Why did I think that would happen? Did I genuinely want those things? Or were they in my manual because of social conditioning? If you don't know the answer to that, like I said, there are blurred lines between it. I think that's also okay. But just to kind of cast your memory back to understanding if it has been heavily influenced, for example, by your family members or by a specific person in your life. So just think that's, again, the awareness part of it. It's really important to ask where where it's coming from. The next question is to understand, do I still want these things now? And this is an important question because I think some people come to me and I have 
my free hour of initial consult when you sign up for the program and it's almost like they're afraid to tell me that they do actually want to get married or they do really want to buy a house because they think that my message is standing for oh you shouldn't want those things and it's absolutely not and I want to be super clear about that that just because you're dropping the manual it doesn't mean that you're saying oh I don't want to have them it's just saying okay I want to have them from a place that's on my terms and I don't want to come from it in a place of failure and failed expectations so I for example had a big bold part of my manual saying that I should be married by 30 and I've really learned to rewrite that by coming into awareness and reflecting on it and doing these stages but that absolutely does not mean that I don't want to get married I can't wait to get married or I can't wait to have a long-term partner I can't wait to do those things but I'm so much happier now that I'm doing them without without the pressure of the manual I'm doing them on my own terms in the reflection part I really want you to reflect on how your 20s were what were the reasons that these things didn't work out and how do you feel about them what emotions do you have when you think of those reasons is it happy emotions I moved country I went traveling I had lots of experiences and that's why I have the manual Or is it, it just never happened for me and I'm annoyed at myself for doing it? Because that will really affect how we go on to the next stage. The next stage, stage three, is acceptance. And acceptance is really important because we can be motivated into making a change, but once we go ahead and start to rewrite our manual, and there are underlying feelings of resentment or frustration or regret, we approach the way that we go out and get those goals differently. We might be inspired to make changes. We might feel that resentment can really kickstart us into doing something different or, for example, signing up to a coaching program. But if we do it and underneath, we feel annoyed, we feel annoyed at ourselves, we feel like failures, then that's going to come up. It's going to come up. And it's going to come out in another way later on. I really try and work with my clients to come to a place of acceptance and gratitude and to go from there to make changes from a place of I accept where I have been up until now and I'm willing to go on and make decisions, understanding what I want but not being angry with the past version in me that I didn't get that. To ask yourself, here are some questions to ask yourself. How can I be kind to myself now and appreciate these things that have happened this way? There's lots of other things you can do. I really recommend writing a letter of forgiveness to your younger self for living things the way that she did and not the way that you thought. Here's the thing, your life and your journey is happening as it should. So some of the things that you learned in your 20s that delayed you, and I'm saying delayed in air quotes, are things that make you who you are today. If you didn't experience them, then you would be a completely different version of yourself now. But it's really easy for me to tell you that, but you're the one that has to believe it. And to get that to that phase of believing it, you have to do the first two stages of awareness and reflection, and then be kind and compassionate to yourself to forgive yourself for your 20s. And the final step is how to rewrite your manual. Turn it into a guide. Really, I want you to turn your manual into a guide because what happens is, and I get this with clients again, and they say, okay, so I didn't do all these things by 30, but I want to do X, Y, and Z by 35. And I say, whoa, 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 
You're just setting a manual for your 35 year old self and if things don't work out the way that you want, then what's gonna happen when you're 35? You're just gonna, again, go through this whole process again. But does that mean that we shouldn't have goals? And that's what I want to address. And I actually had someone ask me this, if I scrap my manual, then doesn't that mean that I'm just giving up having goals? Absolutely not. And that's the difference between having an instruction manual of arbitrary rules that we stick by and having a guide that is a list of goals that we would like to achieve. But if we don't, we don't make it mean that we failed. It's just the direction that we want to go in. So I love goals, really important to give you direction. But again, let's go back to the fact that when you're operating from a place of resentment, anger, pressure, judgment, well, that's when the goals can become uncomfortable or even we start to resent the goals themselves. If you come from a place of, I really want these things, but I, sh- I don't have them to do them because I should or I'm supposed to, I just genuinely know that this is what I want now, even just framing it like that is going to be a huge game changer. I spent a lot of time in my 20s trying to carefully construct my turning 30 IKEA bookshelf using my turning 30 instruction manual. But no matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't get the screws to fit and it was so frustrating. But now in retrospect, I look back and I know that was just because I wasn't supposed to be married by 30. I wasn't supposed to be in my job as a lawyer by 30, on my way to buying a property at 30. I wasn't supposed to retrain as a psychologist at 30. I was supposed to be living the life that I was living at 30 because they were the important lessons that I needed to take me to where I am today. I was chasing feelings that I thought that I would have if I hit the milestones, instead of looking inside and asking what I wanted and accepting who I had become in my 20s. I really recommend that after listening to this episode, you answer the questions and you start to think about new direction and what you want to do without that pressure and stop focusing on what you haven't achieved and shift into the energy of what you now want to achieve. And I'm going to talk more about this in the upcoming coaching podcast. So make sure that you stay tuned. I just want to leave you with a little insight into my coaching program and the results that you can get. So most people come to me because they feel like they failed their 30 manuals and we work on making, I always say, let's put the volume louder on you and what you want. Let's shift the focus to you and turn the volume down from what other people want. And I have to say, I've started to see how many people come to me obsessed with feeling left behind and what other people are doing and in a really short space of time and after the three months saying oh I feel so differently now I'm not comparing anymore and I definitely I'm not chasing those timelines and I wanted to read something so when I do my coaching program at the start of the coaching you'll get a initial pre-coaching questionnaire which has lots of questions and we do an end of coaching questionnaire and obviously these ha- this happens in the bookends of the three months that we work together and I ask a question saying I ask lots of questions and one of the questions is what's your biggest takeaways from from the program or I actually worded it if you had any breakthroughs during our work together what were they and one of my clients just put it so nicely and I wanted to read it out to you to see 
how doing the thought work and doing the self-coaching and the journaling and potentially doing the Turning 30 coaching program can really change the way that you think. So the question is, if you had any breakthroughs during our work together, what were they? And she had five breakthroughs. This was the last one. And she wrote, finally, although I came into this thinking that I wanted babies and marriage in a house and to not feel left behind in my age bracket anymore, I think right now I don't want these things as much as I thought I did. Whilst I do want a relationship, this is because I want to feel loved and supported and have someone to do things with and share a life with. But actually the house and the babies can wait. If they are meant to be, then they will be. But right now, I want the fun, excitement and joy of a relationship again, as I felt like I missed out on this throughout my 20s. I deserve this. I'm not going to read out the pre-coaching questionnaire where this particular client had come to me because she wanted those things, but with a completely different energy. It was because she was supposed to do them. And you can hear the change in tone here and how much she wants to do them. And I know that every single one of you that feels left behind and feels that comparison syndrome of other people and wanting to fill out your manuals, you can also get to this place. If you are interested in taking these concepts that I'm talking about in these episodes and learning about them in a deeper way and really starting to apply them and having someone hold your hand to do it, I'm about to launch a brand new group program which is going to be taking all of these concepts and all of the concepts that I coach on in my one-on-one program and putting them together in a really amazing powerful room of people who also feel left behind and it's going to be a room where not only is it cool to be left behind but that's actually going to be all we talk about we're going to just talk in a completely safe space how you can be you with no judgments and we're going to be doing so much learning. If you're interested in signing up for the group program, stay tuned on my Instagram where I'm going to be giving details of how to apply in the next few weeks. And if you're listening to this weeks after it's been published, then make sure just to check my Instagram story highlights and feel free to DM me at turning30coach to ask about places. And it's going to be very limited, the places. The first group program is going to be from March, the start of March, and I will be doing the applications for that in the next couple of weeks. And there are only going to be around five or six spots for the first one. So just make sure that if you want it to communicate that to me and let me know and grab your place. And lastly, if you like this episode, please, please share it. And let's try to get as many people as possible rewriting their 30 manuals. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I've loved talking about 30 manuals and I can't wait to see you on the podcast episode and learn more coaching concepts next week.